Welcome to the Seek Outside Podcast. Hey, you, should, you think that's bad? See Ryan on the phone in the office. <laughs> There's something to it. Every time I'm uh, hiking up a hill or like, uh, you know, to lead in the podcast when we were fucking hiking through that shitty, sloppy, snowy mess, I always just call myself a bitch. I say, mm-hmm. you're a bitch. Mm-hmm. You are a little bitch because you're complaining about this. Yep. And then I get mad at myself mm-hmm. and then I end up hiking super fast and then I, <laughs> I just end up, you know, it in a spot. It all makes sense. Yeah. That's what happens when I walk from this side of the office to the other side of the office. <laughs> You're a bitch. Call myself. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. pretty funny, actually. No, well, um, you guys ready to get into it? Yeah. Let's yes. just we're yeah. gonna talk about some. Uh, we were all just out hunting this mm-hmm. last week, doing a little uh, little hunting expedition separately. Owen was going with Kevin. I went with Austin. Austin was filming me um, because. You know, if if somebody were to choose a body, they'd probably choose six three one eighty, like yourself, right? So it deserves to be on camera. Model. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, obviously yeah, he was yeah. filming me. Jack. <laughs> yeah. That's why you're filking Kevin. <clears throat> yeah. K dogs, K dogs and Chad. Giga Chad. Giga Chad. No, but I you think should, uh, if you guys are listening, you guys should go Google Giga Chad. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, I I love that Giga Chad forever has a a soundtrack in my head now that uh, bah, Instagram bah, thing. Bah, 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 <laughs> yes, <laughs> bah, 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 bah. it's unbelievable. But uh, I love it. Yeah, it's so great. But no, we were we were what we're actually going to be talking about on this podcast is we're just kind of going to be re, you know recapping. Uh, rejoicing on our experiences that we had this past week mm-hmm. the suffer fest i think we might talk about some things that we found were were good some things that we found were bad you know just uh while it's fresh in the brain um for the for the knowledge of you listeners if you've never experienced what we've experienced we're gonna insert that knowledge into your brain so that's the goal of this podcast so who's gonna start then well, <clears throat> I think that uh, me and Austin can start. All right. Um, well, then I'll moderate. Yeah, yeah, moderate. So, this what thing. kind of hunt did you guys go on? Austin hit it, man. This was so Austin was just on. He was uh, doing doing some filming. This was his first like legit filming of a of a hunt here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're filming a, a day trip. We were just doing a, a doe deer hunt and. Um, I think you did a really great job, but people are going to see the fruits of your labor Thank coming you. up here soon. But yeah, did dive into this. I tried. Yeah, it's your so first successful hunt, too. First, first thing you ever hunt. saw something die. Yep. Yeah, this was our fourth one together this year, Ryan and I. Third. Third. Right? Yeah. Turkey, bear, bear. and this one, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So third. Um, yeah, the first two were not very successful but no that's okay Um, a lot of walking yeah not a lot of seeing yeah following ryan sprinting um 
Um, no, but yeah, this one definitely very beautiful. We uh, got up 3.30 a.m., got on the road around 4 a.m. Mm. on Thursday morning, and um, we had about a two-and-a-half-hour drive to our first spot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was snowing. It, it was coming down pretty good. Um, I mean, from the start, we were getting snowed on uh Pretty darn good, and we got we got up pretty high. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. Ryan's truck, you know, not not the greatest in snow or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> needless to say, my so, tires are are yeah. more bald than Hank from Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, maybe you need a you know for next hunting season, uh, just get ahead of that a little. I'm gonna bit. get some chains. Yeah, I think yeah. is what I mean. no. Yeah, I think so. When in doubt, throttle out. <laughs> that's true and i and i did and, and get stuck there's a lot of four low yeah there's a lot of or yeah a lot no of four. turkey low is too slow <laughs> you need to you need to be four high second gear spinning the whole time <laughs> I, you know yeah i'm Limiter. surprised the lexus has gotten that much longevity for you over the past couple of years it's of a toyota drive you can just romp it lexus um but yeah so Started off Thursday morning, um, kind of hiked maybe about a mile and a half into the first glassing spot. We followed some tracks, um, didn't see anything, and there was a pretty big storm rolling through again. We had a little clear skies there for a little while, um, made for you know pretty incredible spot. Um, and then we uh, we wanted to get out of there because Ryan's truck. Um, could not be trusted. Um, <laughs> Jeez, man. Talking about the fucking Chevy uh, no, Cruze, but no. <laughs> yeah. Austin I mean, does We, we should have taken the Chevy Cruze. Yeah. yeah. We should have. The heavy Chevy? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah heavy you, guys have no, you guys have no clue. No clue. Um, but, yeah, anyways, <laughs> I, we, we drove back down. Um, we probably spent two, three hours up there, first mm-hmm. thing in the morning. Um, drove back down, got some hot food. Um, and then went back to that state wildlife area and that's kind of where we end up being for the next 24 hours per se. Um, so yeah, we saw a couple doe does Mm -hmm. uh, on a private land crossing the road. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where we were like, okay, we want to set up, um, where they might be coming through. We saw a bunch of game tracks as well. And we also talked to a couple guys who said they saw over, Maybe a hundred. Um, yeah, they said they saw a hundred deer out, out yeah. in this field on on yeah. public land. Yep. So, <clears throat> which we found out, I, I don't think that that was actually on public land. They were from Virginia. Shout mm-hmm. out to those dudes, mm-hmm. but um, <clears throat> I think they were in that field that we ended up seeing a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I would say. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we basically hung out that whole Thursday. Very, very cold toes. Um, That's probably because you were wearing Chacos. Dude. I was freezing. I was not wearing Chacos. Um, I was, yeah, I had double layer socks. It was just, it was really wet snow too. So mm-hmm. uh, my boots aren't the greatest. I've, I've learned that over the past year probably. Yeah. So definitely need some investment in, in that realm. Um, boots are interesting though because yeah. I feel like, um, well, a couple things. Mm-hmm. A, you probably would have been much better off with with gators in mm-hmm. that situation yes. because 
Like when you're running low tops like that, snow just gets in underneath your pants and then slides into your, your boot and then your the warmth of your foot heats it up, makes it wet. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it might not have even necessarily been just like direct mm-hmm. um, you know, soaking through of your boots. But I also feel like, you know, the difference between sixty dollar boots and hundred and twenty dollar boots mm-hmm. is not much of a difference. Like they're they're Maybe you'll get a little bit more longevity out of them, but if, in my experience, mm-hmm. the big difference is when you go up to like the, you know, that two three hundred dollar range. So yeah. I, 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 you know, if if you are gonna get better boots, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta really make that jump because mm-hmm. in my opinion, I've I've seen it where you know you buy some well seventy to one hundred and twenty dollar boots they're all essentially right. the same in terms of water and longevity and stuff so well, how old are your boots they're like four or five years old yeah, so you probably need a new pair I mean, I think you have a nice pair, but yeah they they were nice, yeah, but now they look like uh they look like yeah, what are you running Owen I just like shoes yeah you like shoes honestly yeah. uh, nice. if it's not snowy I'm just hunting sneakers cause yeah. I don't really like wearing boots, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the boots I have, I do like for like wintry stuff. Um, yeah. And they're Columbia boots. They're like winter boots. Mm-hmm. Okay. Winter. But they have, you know, they go all the pretty tall. Yeah. And they have like the Columbia insulating stuff in there. So yeah. and they're pretty waterproof. I've had those for quite a bit. Yeah. And you can yeah. step you can step in water it's not a big deal i mean i use those in alaska right they can get a little hot when it's warm out but this yeah. time of the year if if it's if there's snow out it's not going to be hot enough you know what i mean yeah i so. did i did see some muck boots out there too so yeah. a couple of guys were wearing those and i used to wear those all the time for work and they were really comfortable but they're also pretty heavy i would not want to spend over two or three miles really hiking in those yeah. all day no, that's so. the thing especially Crocs. if you do get yeah water in there yeah. it's just a nightmare yeah but yeah i mean the the cold toes were definitely getting to me towards that end of the day mm-hmm. um but it was i mean with the snow coming down and like you said in the video it's just like it's just like so uh serene and the noise and all that um just dampening. it's yeah it's pretty incredible yeah. um yeah, so, so how was your that was the first time you've seen an animal get harvest? Mm-hmm. Do you have any feelings or Because you aren't you didn't grow up as a hunter. <clears throat> right. Like me yeah. and Ryan did. And so you watch I mean, yeah. Well so not so, really. Like I'll just I'll was... elaborate a little bit leading up to this so that people mm-hmm. kinda get the full picture. So mm-hmm. you know, we hunted that whole night and didn't see anything. Um, you know went to the stove you know went to the hot tent that was clutch being able to warm up (laughs) and you know the the key there was we had dry wood and Mm -hmm. i think like this time of year if you get in storms like that if you don't have like dry wood or or you're not planning for for wood preparation as in you know cutting wood keeping it in the tent while the stove is running for a day Mm -hmm. it's very hard to start fires it just Mm -hmm. it really is so we we brought dry wood we even brought some of those uh compressed sawdust logs Mm -hmm. so that was nice to get a little restart right the next morning was super cold because it was clear Mm -hmm. um and we ended up hiking, you know, three miles back to the spot where these guys had said that they had seen these does. And we ended up on that bluff. Mm-hmm. And it was actually Austin that spotted the two deer. Mm-hmm. Um, and these were like the only two deer that we'd really seen that like you could hunt the whole trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, a couple things. 
<clears throat> so this state wildlife area was packed with people. It, I mean, like if you drove up to the parking lot, I mean, there was six or seven different camps there, you know, three or four more just regular trucks in the parking lot. So definitely a lot of people, but it was a big state wildlife area. And, you know, you could, you could realistically hike two, three miles back in there to, to get to spots that are untouched by people. Um, but I was surprised because we were talking to the game warden afterwards and he was saying that people were continuously getting elk. They were pulling elk out of there, which I would not expect just with all the pressure and all the other spots that they could be with private land around there and stuff like that. But they, people were getting elk out of there, but then also these deer, you know, this is the, the second weekend of second season, you know, so the, this spot had had a lot of pressure on it for a while, Mm -hmm. had hunters in there, you know, and you know, all of a sudden two does come walking through at nine 30 in the morning. Um, and you know, Austin spotted them, ended up taking, uh, I took three shots, you know, cause I'm, I like to shoot until it's down. Right. Mm-hmm. Ended up being that they were really good shots, um, in the, in the bread basket. Surprisingly, but you, you can never but. know. <laughs> um, the way Ryan, shoots. well, and I, yeah, yeah. I'd even like drop my gun earlier that day uh-huh. and like right on the scope. Cause it was super slippery and we were yeah. kind of side hilling and mm-hmm. I just fell and I was like, man, I hope my scope's not off, but it turned out that yeah, it was it was pretty solid. But but yeah, then we we got the doe and walked down, and um, you know that was your first time seeing a mm-hmm. a dead animal like that and mm-hmm. being a part of it. How did how did that how did that hit you? Um, I mean, it was completely fine for me, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool just to to watch you quarter that thing out, and I mean, there's a lot more to it than I would have ever have thought. Um, you know, you gotta really put some time away to, you know, to, to get that thing cut up and make sure you're doing it, you know, correctly and all that. So did you Um, do, did you do gutless or did you get it? Yeah, we did. We did gutless. Goated. Yeah. I know. I mean, it's really kind of, it just saves time and Mm -hmm. you can still get the, I mean, yeah. And Mm -hmm. unless you're trying to get like the organs or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's, you can get the tenderloins pretty easily, Everything. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that's, that's like. So, yeah, we we did did gutless and, um, you know, it. I, I feel like the minimum, no matter how quickly you do an animal, the minimum amount that it's going to take is ever, no matter how many people, if, even if you have two people, it's going to be like at least an hour and fifteen minutes to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to clean an animal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know. I've seen some videos where dudes just like can crank through it, but I've never it looked like been able you, to do that. That doe was in a pretty flat spot, which is nice. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 Very definitely. Because yeah. traditionally most of the animals i've ever gotten have been like yeah you got to stake them out mm-hmm. you know what i mean because yeah. it's like so steep like you go to flip it over and it rolls a few mm-hmm. times so yeah that's always mean, that that makes it yeah. so much worse oh yeah well and especially like if you're trying to you know just with how the you know for those people that don't know ungulates like deer elk and antelope they you know they they chew their cud they always have full stomachs mm-hmm. right it's always full of grass. So they're always like and ballooned. And, yeah, ballooned and like when you're trying to clean an animal, the the worst thing that you can do is puncture that because it's essentially just getting shit, literal shit all over mm-hmm. the meat. Um but you know, if, if you're on a steep hill, a lot of the times it's that uh 
that protrusion, gravity is pulling on it one way or, or the other, and it can make it very difficult to, to get in there, especially like, you know, when you're going by those rear quarters, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, mm-hmm. dis, disassemble those things. So, right. um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think one, one thing that I always, so like, and I talk about this in the video, I think there's a big difference between killing like a doe for me there is a like a doe like specifically a doe deer or doe antelope and killing like a buck deer or even like a, a cow elk for for me some reason for some reason it's almost as if like like cow elk and and um and bucks and bulls they kind of deserve it more i guess you know and i think it's like the cuteness fact i mean there's no denying like it you see a doe deer, you Deserve look at their face. It more. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like the, it's it's as if they <laughs> have like the playing field is more even. I guess would be a a, a more fair assumption. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just that you don't see them as much. You know, you see mm-hmm. doe deer that you know in the middle of hunting season crossing the road onto public land. Right? They're they're uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just different for me. But as soon as you start cutting that animal up and you see like the the quarters and all the meat, I feel like all that all that stuff kind of goes away because you're like, oh man, this is so much yeah. meat. And I mean, I probably got forty to sixty pounds, depending on I gotta make sausage, but mm-hmm. forty to sixty pounds off of that dough, which is nice. a lot of meat. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. think about that. You do half half pound of meat per meal. It's 120 meals. Mm-hmm. That's half a year's worth of meat. So. um yeah, I, I thought it was yeah. pretty cool. But yeah. <clears throat> um, so packing out, what did, because that's, uh, that's always something that, you know, you can watch yeah. videos of and people say it's, it's feels hard or, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's where the work actually begins. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never really know until you're actually doing it and you right. have that. And that, you know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't feel like it was too bad. I, yeah. I, you know, I'm sure if you get a, bigger animal and elk you know it's, it's definitely going to be a lot mm-hmm. different of, of an experience <laughs> oh, <yeah>. um <laughs> that's what i was telling him i was like man yeah. we got two quarters yeah. each and this is like not <laughs> even as much as a yeah. elk rear quarter. i mean ryan was struggling but yeah you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean i don't know if it was the frame frame uh, yeah. the seek outside frame i don't know i was running a wingspan pocket as well mm-hmm. um which, you know, that made for some pretty good compression as well. Um, so, yeah, it really wasn't too bad. Um, you know, the weather was pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the toes were still a little cold when we were cutting up the deer, so mm-hmm. I was like, let's get moving. Yeah. I was happy to be moving back. Um, so, yeah, it really wasn't, wasn't too bad yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, let's, uh, let's kind of – you can talk about your trip a little bit, Owen, and then we can kind of talk about some of the, some of the things that – you know, maybe we do differently or, th- you know, mm-hmm. while the stuff is fresh in our heads, mm-hmm. but yeah, give us uh give us your little recap of your trip there. Yeah. So Kevin and I did a hunt and the, I mean, basically everything was like nine to 10,000 feet. Like even when you get out of the car, it's like 9,000 feet. So, uh, he was hunting for a bull elk and, um, the area we were hunting in, there was a lot of logging that had happened in the last year and so he had known the area pretty well and then all that logging changed a lot of stuff um so we the area we were at too had a bunch of like great elk habitat Mm -hmm. almost to 
a negative because you could look up at any hill and be like, that's a great spot. You know, mm-hmm. that's a great spot. You can look yeah. up at any, you know, the mountains, anything. You're like, this is like perfect elk country. <clears throat> and as the as the saying goes, 90% of the elk are in 10% of the area. Mm-hmm. So um, when you have all that, all that area that looks super good, it's and 90% of the elk are in 10% of the area. It's kind of hard to make a choice, especially after you've, you know, your scouting trip, like his scouting trip didn't go well. It's, um, he hunted the first weekend. So we kind of hunted like midweek of mm-hmm. second season there. Um, but yeah, I drove from town. It was a pretty long drive, <clears throat> uh, to go meet up with him. And, um, we actually were in an <laughs> Airbnb because, oh, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know extreme, right? Posting uh, Instagram stories yeah. every night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, do it. Yeah. it is nice. And I love hunting before the time change too because it's like oh it's light at 7 30 yeah i know 50 yeah so you just wake up so and you're like ah, yeah it's not too bad but then once that time change happens you're like oh my god back to, to wake yeah, up you at 5 30 you gotta wake up early again yeah. so mm-hmm. that's kind of the nice thing about second season underlooked here. piece of uh under underlooked yeah it is information. yeah because yeah I, it felt like sleeping in i got up at 6 30 mm-hmm. i was like mm. yeah mm-hmm. stretch had some coffee yeah <laughs> Well, the uh, thing is, like, just real quick, the, the thing is, when you do have the time change the other way, mm-hmm. um, or, like, you know, when, like, during third season, it's going to be getting dark at, like, 530, mm-hmm. and you have to spend that time in the tent yeah. awake, as oh. opposed to when it's opposite, you can spend that extra t- time at night hunting, but then in yeah. the morning, you don't have to wake up as early, and then, yes. I don't know, it's yeah. pretty When you're back at the slick. tent, 5, 530, <clears throat> and it's dark, and, I mean, even, like, 9 o'clock, it is an early bedtime for me. Yeah. Um, like really early. So you're like, you're just in the tent forever. Just like, fuck, man. Nice thing is, yeah. I mean, you get to dry out a bunch of wood yeah. and hang out in there. But man, I mean, third season is for drinking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you, yeah. you wake, you, you get to the tent at six o'clock and you're just like, well, there's nothing better to do right now. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, we, so we did a bunch of <clears throat> glassing uh, from the cars. We were in open country the first day. Uh, just glassed, glass, glass. Didn't see anything. There was not a whole lot of snow, um, which was weird because a lot of other areas have a ton of snow right now. Mm-hmm. And then um, we didn't see anything. Hardly saw. I mean, we saw some deer too, um, like a few really nice bucks, but they were on private, and mm-hmm. we obviously we didn't have a tag for them. So we go back to the Airbnb. We know it's gonna snow. Um, start snowing pretty good. Uh, the next day and so we wake up and go out we had kind of found a spot that we were like oh this looks pretty nice so we ended up doing like a six mile hike we drove the car there and unlike a chevy uh, we don't have the <laughs> problem of making it spots hey man well you got it was fine i'm waiting on the day for owen to get stuck <laughs> it doesn't get waiting stuck it's impossible oh it it doesn't. It won't yeah. get stuck on average stuff. But when you have that kind of vehicle, you just do dumb shit where you get yourself stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, the rig uh, <coughs> with some nasty all terrains on it made it up to the spot we wanted to go to. So we started hiking. Um, storming pretty good. Super pretty though. Uh, wet snow too. And hiked around. Saw a bunch of deer. Bunch of deer. Not one elk print. Really? And we were bordering some nice private land, too. Mm. 
And, you know, that was, that's usually a pretty good, you know, like mid pressure yeah. mm-hmm. of the season. That's usually a pretty good bet. At least you can see something. Might be on private land, but you'll see yeah, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we didn't even see a track in our that's six crazy. mile hike. We covered quite a bit of, of land. And uh, it was pretty cold. It was like 28, 26. I mean, not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we hiked all that. We saw a bunch of deer, just a bunch and a bunch of deer. And then we ended up looping around, walked the road back like a mile back to the T Rook. And I uh, talked to some guys for a bit, and they were like, oh, I have a doe tag and a buck tag. And I was like, well, just hike a mile down this way, and yeah. you're going to be set. You guys are all tag out. But, and then we talked to some guys, and they were like, guys, what are you guys looking for, deer? And we were like, no, we're looking for a bull. Um, and as elk do, they were, they were like, oh, yeah, well, we got some. They were, like, close to camp the first, like, day or two of the season. Mm. Um, but then... They were just in uh, the nastiest, furthest drainage away. Steepest, deepest shit. Steepest. You know, you can look at a map and it have a topo, and whatever, wherever the lines are closest to each other, mm-hmm. is probably where the elk are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially like you know <clears throat> mid season in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess there was about a herd of two hundred, but we would have had to driven quite a ways on a pretty sketchy road yeah. and it was kind of getting marbled out too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that wet snow is just super slick. Yeah. Um, and fortunately we all have a little bit of meat in our freezer. So we're just like, is it really worth it to try and go get the truck stuck? It would be a different thing if we would have been camped out in a tent there already. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would have probably tried to go, but I mean, it was a five, six mile drive to do another three mile four mile hike and yeah. some pretty rough stuff so yeah. we were and they they said it was like a herd of like 200 which yeah. i don't know kind of have a hard time believing for a second but um even at that you know when you're looking at that many animals with your luck of getting real close to them to be able to get a shot is pretty low pretty slim yeah so we ended up heading home uh the area where we were hunting like I'm, there's like not even a road to really get into yeah. anymore like it's just road construction everywhere um or it's like maybe 200 miles but it's like a four and a half hour drive really you know yeah, yeah. so we kind of called it quits we we're just like yeah it's just not the season for it so yeah. i do have a third tag over the counter bowl mm-hmm. um i'm gonna try and get on this hunting day or two this weekend um oh nice i didn't know that but I don't, I don't have, I have so much food. I always feel, I wouldn't say guilty, but I, I just like, if I have food in the freezer, I kind of feel bad going out because I don't, I don't make a ton of food yeah. often. So yeah. like a whole animal will last me a year and a half, maybe two, even mm-hmm. sharing yeah. it with my You family. could just uh, take my spot for next weekend. Oh, because yeah. I, don't, I don't know, honestly. I don't know if I'll. Yeah. Austin hurt, be able messed to up his hands doing my... mountain biking. Yeah. <laughs> right before hunting season, man. What I was, was watching that? Owen's videos and I was like, yeah, I think I can do that. I think <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> then worked himself. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to play yeah. by ear. I don't know. I'm just going to do some like yeah. probably day hunting. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like, if, if, like I said, if, if I had an empty freezer, it'd be a different thing. I'd yeah. be out there, but. Just save it for next year and go yeah. ham on like a nice mm-hmm. backcountry elk hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But definitely thinking like first season. Yeah. Stay out of the cold. Or try archery. <clears throat> or um, I think we found a new potential 
turkey hunting spot too. Yeah, Spring. there were a lot of there a lot, lot of turkeys up there. Turkeys. Yeah. I don't, I don't like turkeys. turkeys. They make me mad. <laughs> they were massive too. I mean, oh yeah, huge. it was crazy. Like we were yeah. driving down the road and you know looking for deer, and I'd be like, oh, there's deer, but there would be turkeys because they're mm-hmm. just so fluffed up because it's all cold. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of want to touch on something. So this uh, this is a good example mm-hmm. of of hunting. So you guys, Owen, were hunting in a spot that is harder to draw. Typically, yeah. a lot less hunters. Could have been. Um, yeah, I think they only give out, for example, the unit I generally hunt, which is over the counter, you may have 600 to 700 hunters in it, mm. um, while that unit is like 160. Yeah, yeah, so much. Very limited. Yeah, much slimmer. And yeah. for an out-of-state hunter, it's 17 points. Damn, really? 17 That's points to get that unit. Wow. And it's a great unit. Um, and I've the views, too, are... The views are pretty nice. Yeah, you're right. You're right in the mountains. Their level. You're yeah. high elevation, mm-hmm. and you, there's so much elk country and stuff. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of big bulls in there. A lot of mm-hmm. giant deer in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but but, the, but like compared to our spot where yeah. it's over the counter, mm-hmm. there was tons of hunters. Mm-hmm. But we when we were talking to the game warden, this group that was there in the middle of second season, like in the middle of the week, had had shot six bulls off of this state wildlife area. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's like a good example of, a, even if there's hunters there, it like most guys aren't hiking, no. aren't hiking too far. Inlet, but I do feel like if you're in a unit like the one that you're hunting, dudes are it's a more high priority tag. It's not just like an over the counter thing where guys are like, oh yeah, whatever. If I don't get one, it's all right. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would think that people would be more likely to hike deeper in there. Mm-hmm. I would disagree. Because it's such a low pressure unit, um, a lot of people know that it's. I wouldn't call it an easy elk. You could go up clearly for uh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call it an easy elk, but you can put a lot less effort in because there's so many less people pushing them somewhere. Yeah, right. Like you know, I didn't see an out of state plate there. Yeah. Um, also, didn't you know most of the people were camped by the road. Most people were driving around and glassing. So mm. like mm. or and there's just so many roads out there because there's just so much land. Yeah. Um, a lot of people on ATVs and stuff. So if you can find a spot where you can actually walk two or three miles out and camp, you're probably pretty lucky there versus the unit I've typically hunted. You have to put in, you know, 3,500 feet of gain, um, super steep, four miles, yeah. set up camp, and there's probably going to be a hunter that walks through your camp that day. Yeah. Or maybe three. Yeah. Or four. So there's... I mean... The, the i think <clears throat> yeah i it's over the counter is definitely not as good right obviously but you gotta you gotta put in the work you know. but my but. point is like it's not always just a just because you're going to a good unit it's not always a for sure thing weather no. weather constraints weather weather um, logging yep logging. things like you know and sometimes it just seems like the elk change their habits a little bit and it can just be pressure <clears throat> from like a busy area in the summer where mm-hmm. there's maybe a lot of wreck Mm-hmm. Um, people, you know, a lot of uh, maybe people going out and riding motos or mountain bikes or yeah. uh, riding their ATVs along side by sides, side by yeah, side yeah. stuff like that. I mean, it can kind of, at least to me, I'm not a wildlife biologist, but it can kind of change your hunt. So you kind of like, oh, it's. Know. I mean, it, that's there's studies on it. It definitely does affect yeah elk and, and, and I, the elk big and deer. The big thing is like the logging. I I think we thought was that like 
you have that much noise, that much habitat kind of being taken out. And logging is, I think logging is good, right? Because you're clearing clearing dead stuff out of a forest. You're planting the trees back. Like it's sustainable, I would mm-hmm. think. Um, in a lot of cases. In most cases, it's pretty sustainable. But um, when you're doing it up at 10.5, almost 11,000 feet, it's where the elk are going to be in the summer. Mm-hmm. You're going to move them around, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's just, it's going to change the habits. Mm-hmm. And you can't really like, especially in a unit, like if you did draw that out of state tag uh, with your 17 points, which that's insane to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If you drew that and you maybe went there in July and you're like, oh, this is, this is where I'm going to hunt. And you come back in what month is it? November. Uh, you come back in November or September, October, any of the units, they're probably closing up their operations up there. Yeah. And they might have logged that whole area you were thinking was going to be good. So, yeah. Um, luckily for us in-staters, it's usually not more than a four or five hour drive across the state to anywhere you want to hunt. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's easier yeah. to scout. For it sure. is. Yeah. You, could, you can hit it a few times before, you know. Yeah. Well, a um, couple things that I wanted to hit on. So, like, the it sounds like we probably both had this this situation, but um, you know, I feel like you can't always count on glassing. Like, like you should always have a, a backup plan if your first plan is glassing, because like we couldn't see more than five hundred yards our first day, mm-hmm. and it, you guys were probably in the same situation. So you got to be prepared to still hunt. The first day, first day we could see pretty decent, but second day was like basically zero visibility. Yeah, because it was storming so hard. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, my typical thing that I do when I hunt is I, I really don't glass that much, honestly. Yeah. I pick an area, I go sit and walk and look for tracks and sign and maybe spend a day there. Like if I if I was hunting sixty six, mm. just. I'm not a big glassing guy, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't usually carry binos. I just have my rangefinder, and that's usually enough for me, yeah. you know? Um, but... See, I love it, man. You like glassing? I love glassing. Mm. Yeah, just sitting and looking. No. It's awesome. You don't have to be walking. No. <laughs> but uh, the other thing was, like, just, um, you know, sloppy conditions like that. Uh, I definitely feel like gators are huge but then also having like the ability to dry your stuff off was so clutch for us Mm -hmm. um just and the dry wood i can't talk about that enough because if and that's the shitty thing about like backpack hunting and kind of this whole thing speaks on that argument of if you're gonna backpack hunt in you know there's all sorts of uh things that you're gonna be sacrificing there whereas if you car camping and just want to hike in you know two two, three miles every day. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like it's, it's pretty similar, but you have the benefit of being able to go back to camp, dry your stuff off, you know, get, get a real meal, not just a dehydrated meal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, man, I don't know recently. And we've been talking about it in the office. Like I just am not a big fan of backpack hunting mm-hmm. unless it's absolutely freaking necessary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no I, I, I like it. I don't get yeah. wrong. I, I like it. Um, but I have like, I've kind of a seasoned requirement for it. Mm-hmm. Usually, like if yeah. it, archery first, and maybe like a second season that hasn't been as wintry. Like we yeah. had such a wintry fall. Um, 
I guess that's like that's, I'll I'll, I'll yeah. go in on second season. Right. But example like third season when I had that Calatag, and you and I went, it was negative ten mm. in the valley as we were driving up mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. our spot. Super cold. Super yeah. cold. No snow on the ground. Yeah. I was hunting in mountain bike shoes, mm-hmm. tennis shoes. Um, but like that, that's that's cold. But you mm-hmm. can still find dry wood, mm-hmm. generally, right? Yeah. It was just not wet, so it wouldn't almost it wouldn't be as big of a deal. But this season, like second, third, yeah. truck truck camping, yeah, or or just Airbnb. driving up, yeah, Airbnb <laughs> yeah. cabin. Wow, when it's just um, that, when it's that cold, yeah. I mean, so I mean yeah, it, I think you can do it. You yeah, can always yeah. do it. You know, it's you can de- always find the dry wood. You can dry the wood out. You can backpack hunt wherever you want. But for me, when it's wet and yeah. cold yeah. it's just like everything's wet i mean yeah. it's dependent on conditions that's baseline yeah. there yeah baseline but, and then i mean i think if you were to know an area really well um and it is really wet snow if if you know that there's maybe some down trees um you know any branches or anything that's not getting hit by so much snow then maybe you know i you i think some, yeah it's more yeah. about researching that area um Mm -hmm. being able to spend time in that area and then you'll feel a little more comfortable backpacking in for sure Uh, yeah and i guess that's just the thing just being being flexible yeah Mm because it it sucks to be wet yeah it's my least favorite thing the freaking wet boots the wet socks like colorado colorado boys when it rains yeah (laughs) i mean i I I, hate it i was telling ryan this too i was like i don't know what hunting's like with out having the stove there yeah. so like i've i feel oh, pretty freaking fortunate it can to, be uh, pretty poop yeah oh, yeah but i i also want to do more backpacking and i feel like that would be more of my jam but you know it's it's just you have to take in so many factors and mm-hmm. yeah um it's it's really knowing the area that you're going into um the biggest yeah. thing this time of the year is if you're set up and it's a dry day mm-hmm. You set up on a Saturday, first day of the season, or a Friday. It's nice and dry, but Sunday, a big storm comes through. Mm-hmm. My Always my biggest worry is where the truck's parked and how much snow is getting yeah, dumped definitely. where the truck is. Because if it's a big enough storm and you don't have chains or something, you may be walking out quite a bit, waiting for the snow to melt, which it might not happen. Not, this not, time, this not time if you have Alexis, though, right? You can pin it, but a lot of the roads, like in the unit I hunt, are shelf roads. Yeah. So you make slidey slide, you you pretty yeah, much exactly. toast. That's kind of where you we were at. That's that's where yeah. we were at the first our first spot. Yeah. We were up there on the road a little bit, and well, they, I don't know. The, yeah, it was they icy. already had four yeah. or five inches up in the yeah. spot that we were at, and like off the road, it was you know probably nine in spots, but. Mm-hmm. They they ended up getting seventeen inches overnight, mm-hmm. and if we would have camped there, I I don't know if we would have we we would have made it out just mm-hmm. later that day. Yes. you know, and and um, you know, hiking around in twenty inches worth of snow, it you know it just severely limits you. And not to mention, like mm-hmm. most of the deer, especially, are going to be going down mm-hmm. at that time. Path, know, path, path of least resistance. <clears throat> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. They want to do what you want to do, not walk in 20 inches of snow. Exactly. Yeah. Man, my, my big <clears throat> takeaway from this year, it's been so wet, uh, just in general, like when I'm doing recreational stuff and then as well as hunting. It's just layers and base layers <laughs> and stuff. I've, <clears throat> yeah. you know, I've kind of known just to stay cold because if you stay cold, you don't sweat, right? But <laughs> if you have a good layers system, um, yep. that, is, that is the biggest thing. Like, <clears throat> 
I really like stuff that you could just you put one layer on and you layer on top of that. Getting right. out of the car, you're three layers deep, and then yeah. you're two, and then you're one. And it may be 25 degrees, but you're hiking with your arms right. out and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, That's one thing I've progressively learned. I think yeah, leading layering. up to this hunt, I was just like, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm not freezing my ass yeah. off <laughs> because I feel like that's how it was. You know, that turkey hunt, I was freezing, you yeah. know? And I was yeah. like, okay, I'm not going to let that happen again. The only thing that was freezing was my toes. Yeah. Um, but Which yeah. Which is a given. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no matter what. And then like are always wet cold. snow like that too, maybe something that would have helped me out a little bit is just having uh, the rain jacket on yeah. over everything else. That's, that's what I was going to touch yeah. on is yeah. I was wearing my rain jacket mm-hmm. on top of everything because the yeah. snow was so wet mm-hmm. and so fat and flaky right. yeah. that... If you were just wearing a puffy or something else, it's going to mm-hmm. start wetting you out. Oh, yeah. But And there was a pretty significant breeze, too. So yeah. mm-hmm. the, the rain jacket was a win on, on each, which you wouldn't think in the snow you'd have a rain jacket. But mm-hmm. these early season snows where they can be really wet, Super yeah. wet yeah. Um, that is huge. I, I, yeah. I brought mine for that reason. I never wore it, um, but it's something that you know next year or next week – if we do get some wetter snow, it's just like, yeah, that's that's part of mm-hmm. of the kit there, yeah, for sure. Always. Well, and it's it doesn't even necessarily have to be uh like a your your typical Gore Tex rain jacket. I mean, right. there's there's fabrics out there that uh are you know that aren't necessarily to that level that are more mm-hmm. comfortable to wear. Mm-hmm. That uh you know that you can that you can wear as a rain jacket, but it can right. also just be like your kind of top layer mm-hmm. type thing. And that, I think that is even better for this time of year. Cause like sometimes rain jackets, like if it's like Gore-Tex, they can be super, I don't know, just uncomfortable to wear. And like every time you pull your glasses up, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it bugs me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, it's funny. You touched <clears throat> on, on gators, but I want to, so it, if you have a lot of snow like that, gator's really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it's really wet grass or all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, but my kind of solution to that is like a tighter soft shell pant that's mm-hmm. semi-waterproof. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have those taller mm-hmm. boots and I can just, they're pretty tight mm-hmm. around the tops. Right. And that seems to be a pretty decent solution. Like if I was going to be out there and I was camping out there and I knew like you can't get wet or you're really screwed mm-hmm. gators are just your best mm-hmm. best bet but man i hate messing with gators mm-hmm. gators are like just a pain in the butt they're usually loud i feel like they're mm-hmm. just not comfortable to yeah. have on so that like yeah. pant that that soft shell i think they're verdict pants mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. go around the top and they were pretty tight there i was pretty stoked on mm-hmm. them those verdict pants are pretty balling man yeah. I, I like those things. yeah i, need, I, need I mean to they get mine, try out i need to get quick. mine hemmed yeah because they're so freaking long the the other thing legs. is like some of those soft shell pants have like the tightening like you know the yeah. little bungee cord at the bottom yeah. that you can pull dude i would even cons- i would even consider running like a gatekeeper strap around, yeah around yeah. the bottom of my boot yeah um but, piece of cordage something yeah like that. with like the gators though i could see it being nice like i mean you know granted if your boots are 100 percent waterproof still it's just like about covering that area mm-hmm. where the laces are at also also um, nothing is 100 percent waterproof no yeah no, yeah no. i mean even though even those boots like they're gonna my my boots which are waterproof they're pretty nice boots i don't even know what they cost mm-hmm. i can't remember but um when i was in alaska they were wicking 
through i think the lace mm-hmm. area yeah and wicking into my feet mm-hmm. uh, a good solution honestly is a neoprene cover for those wet snows yeah mm-hmm. like a neoprene sock mm-hmm. with a smaller sock inside something mm-hmm. waterproof on the yeah. inside yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean like a lot of people in alaska hunting crocs and neoprene mm-hmm. socks yeah because it's just so wet yeah yeah yeah, Interesting. Or, yeah and they i mean even just having freaking wool socks is much oh, better than cotton. Huge, yeah. <laughs> cotton socks. Yeah, the cottons, mm-hmm. cottons are terrible. Oh, awful. Yeah, I like I like the I like the wool. Quite yeah, a bit. the yeah the thing about these kind of wet situations is that's like where the um, you know you can get by with in like second season a lot of years with just like you know some shitty gear. Mm-hmm. To, but it's just like kind of what we always talk about like just the water and cold just fucking brings all the errors in your gear out everybody in, everybody forefront. in washington and oregon laughing at us <laughs> yeah. you guys yeah. are nerds yeah. Yep. Yeah. shut up we, we got just we got 24 inches worth of rain yeah. snow see i think i think we're in a weird spot where we have to we go from 100 plus in the summer sometimes at least where we live, to you go up to 10,000, 11,000 feet in November and it is negative. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's a huge range of temperature. Mm-hmm. So, by, by August, you're like, oh, yeah, 100 ain't too bad. I like it. You know, yeah. your body's acclimated. And then it goes to 60 in town and I'm wearing a puffy. Boom. Yeah. yeah I look like a Texan. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's wet, man. Yep. Like, when we went to Alaska, you know, it was 50 and raining the whole time. And mm-hmm. I was like four layers deep, had long johns on. Like, yeah, that's warm for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 50's like, 50's yeah. a nice t shirt day. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you guys have any other uh, other talking points? I, I have any one. Additions? Or what two last talking points. What you got? Number one, as a PSA. But when that snow is wet and heavy, since we're on the wet and heavy snow talk, it's tents, specifically our tents. Yes. Or any yeah, tent, really. That's what you're going to say, yeah. An inch or two of that wet snow <clears throat> can weigh so much. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And some days you may not be at your campsite the whole time. So a lot of things you could do is like guying it out. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great option. Um, our shelters, the pole is designed to break before the tent. Because you can cut a stick or find mm. a stick. You can mm-hmm. get crafty there. Mm-hmm. You aren't going to be able to replace fabric. You're, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. um, that's the design point. But when you're out all day away from camp and it's snowing all day, having a way, like, guying it out so that the snow at least goes down to the bottom a little bit more, slides off, yeah. stuff like that, that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. And those are, you know, like, something like the courthouse where the snow all slides off of it because of those big walls. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you want to do out there. Mm-hmm. I looks like you guys had some snow on your tent. I was, we oh, did, yeah. yeah. We had, and it was wet, it. right? Yeah, it was. Wet. It was, I mean, it was, you got inside there, and it, you definitely lost a uh, you know, few square feet worth of mm-hmm. worth of space mm-hmm. in there. But mm-hmm. um, luckily, we had it guide out on the one side. And, I mean, I don't know. It, was, it held up pretty good for yeah. that wet of snow. No, the, yeah. Yeah, the bigger shelters are, I feel like, are a little bit more robust. You know, got a better center pole, thicker, yeah. and it's thicker carbon. That it's funny because I mean, Kevin and I, oh, so many years ago, probably five years ago, we're hunting in Gunnison, the unit you guys are going to, mm-hmm. um, and it snowed probably about a foot, and we were in a four-man teepee mm-hmm. that, and it was wet like that. It was probably like a second season hunt. 
and all that wet snow just shrunk the tent. Like, yeah. I woke up, and me and Kevin were like, <laughs> you know, yeah. what is going on? But a foot of that wet snow is like, it's insane. So it's but, nice, like, to, to kind of knock it off or guide it out. Like, we weren't yeah. even guide out. We just woke up, and we were like, damn. But yeah. it was so warm in the tent. I know. I was, was going to say, that's the interesting thing. It's like you kind of almost don't want to knock it off because it's, it's solid insulation. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, it's like being in an English. Yeah. 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 And then the, the other thing I had was did you guys have a bunch of snow like sticking to your packs and stuff? The wet snow? Uh, eh, it, was a, it was a little bit. It was more because I'm running a prototype that's a little bit flatter at the top. Yeah, that's right. And mm-hmm. it was kind of kind of building up there but mm-hmm. i mean oh, why, why was the choice for the prototype versus the <clears throat> the big big test day tripping test the gear just day tripping yeah nice. I, I don't know honestly that prototype's pretty mm-hmm. it's, it's my favorite pack mm-hmm. it's my favorite pack it's for that pretty kind good of thing. It's, it's pretty, pretty good pretty sweet yeah, i've i found to like the just running either the talon with the load shelf or uh the wing pocket as well yeah. so you didn't um, you didn't take your divide <clears throat> nope um, my, I I mean I had card. it just to like uh, load load uh load all my gear in, but like before just going from camp, mm-hmm. you yeah. know it makes sense to just throw a few layers in the in the wing pocket and then. Um, it's pretty surprising how much yeah. you can fit in those wingspan pockets. Yeah. To it be is, honest, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> if you know if you were hunting, you'd probably be taking at least a talon or another wingspan pocket yes. as well yeah just because you have a little bit more stuff but yes i mean for what you were doing i mean it's yeah. you know you can we we threw the camera on the tripod in right. there on top of your other stuff that you had mm-hmm. in there yeah pretty sweet mm-hmm. I, I like i don't know i'm a big big integrated pack guy yeah, yeah. like because you just compress it down like i run the kenai 54 yeah right. and <clears throat> you can just compress it down and mm-hmm. you kind of have you can fit a full elk quarter in there bone in um you're probably gonna have to saw off the foot. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but and it gets a little iffy rolling the top down. From what I've seen, I've only seen it once with uh, last year on Lee's hunt. He had mm-hmm. a he had uh, Lee's dad had a rear quarter in his mm-hmm. Kenai, and it didn't quite make it out. But it was a big bull, so I mm-hmm. don't know. You know, maybe it changes. Yeah, but, yeah, and it <clears> kind of <throat> depends where you have the load shelf on the inside too. Yeah, true, um, true, true. But if you put it just in the, yeah, I, I think, um, why, why were you saying, uh, what were you saying about having oh, the snow gonna, stick to your I pack? was going to just touch on, like, um, this is just a shameless plug at this point. Um, <laughs> but I was going to touch on how nice it is to have a material on your pack that isn't absorbing water. Mm-hmm. So Spectre isn't going to absorb water and the Ultra mm-hmm. isn't going to absorb water. Um, and when you have those wet snows they can make your pack really heavy yeah. you can gain and then it freezes at night well and you can end up with a pack that maybe is another pound or two pounds heavier yeah um which it's, can feel quite awful when you're real tired you definitely know? well i was gonna I, that made me think so you know i obviously my my pack is ultra but i have one of those old xl x pack uh-huh. hip belt pockets and it soaked in water it did. <clears throat> and the next morning when we were walking, I was like trying to get in there and it was frozen shut. Like yeah. I couldn't, couldn't pop it open because it was solid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it obviously soaked in water. Everything inside was fine, but yeah. that face fabric soaks in yeah. that water. Right. So, <clears throat> yeah, very, very interesting point. And mm-hmm. yeah. another benefit to Ultra. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. all your stuff is totally 
totally water free on the inside, mm-hmm. which it's, is especially it's just crazy, man. Especially if you seem to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, but well, I think this has been fun. It's been fun, been real, been fun. Hasn't been real fun. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, can't wait till, can't wait till I get my seven by eight bull on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Austin's not going anymore. He broke his wrist. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You don't need your left we'll hand see. to shoot a rifle, man. Yeah, I know. You don't. But I told I'll, Ryan, I was like, can you just make dinner, breakfast, lunch for me? I can't move my arm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to set up? Hey, she'll yeah. heal up. You're a big old yeah. strong man. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, you could be the camp cook. You could chill. Oh, you could just keep be him the, at camp. Be the yeah. camp. <laughs> give him, some, give about, him some alky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. Honestly, that's what I'm most excited about for this hunt is just mm-hmm. having the freaking a base camp and chilling uh-huh. just chilling Dude, sometimes that's gonna, gonna be, be the most fun except oh, yeah. for it's gonna be dark at 4 30 yeah but that's why you need a, you need a chilling area just get a table mm-hmm. make a cocktail bar inside a courthouse yeah cops yeah. dude maybe we should take that courthouse you guys should take the courthouse yeah i think we should courthouse is goaded let's do it let's do it take the courthouse okay we're doing it we're doing it right on Well, peace out, folks.